Welcome to Memoirs of Millennial Women Podcast with your hosts, Brittany, Chanel, Alicia, and Lexi. Four unique women spill the tea on their views on relationships. Did I think I was going to marry this man? No. Sex. I'm going to catch that blessing too. <laughs> what? Yeah. Business. Invest. Make as much money as I possibly can. And everything in between. All a woman wants is a choice. Let's get to it. I'm lit. Memoirs of Millennial Women. Y'all ready for this podcast? What up, guys? It's your girl, Brittany. I'm Lexi. It's your girl, Alicia. And if y'all have noticed, Chanel is missing because she had the baby. She's <laughs> at home resting, so she'll get back uh, to the flow of things whenever she's ready. So y'all send her some love, some congratulations. Um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to hearing her talk about her new joys of motherhood when she returns. <laughs> so um, how y'all been? I've been... I've been good, I guess, you know, like, I guess, right, <laughs> I've been tired, that's what I've been, I've been super tired, too. <laughs> yeah, I've been tired, too, every other week, oh, wait, before we get into that, I forgot, let me, let's back up for a second, I forgot to make the announcement, y'all, we did not do this the past two episodes, so we want to tell y'all, we are now releasing every other Tuesday, not every Tuesday, so, not to say we won't go back to every Tuesday, but for now, our schedules and life just ain't working with us. So we got y'all every other week, okay? <laughs> yep. Well, technically, it's not every other Tuesday. It's two Tuesdays out the month. Well, I guess that is every other Tuesday. Yeah. It may not just fall every other Tuesday. But we're here. Because we'll be like, we release one, and then we don't release for a week. Then we release one, and we don't release. So that's every other week. But either way, we yes, we here regardless. Y'all will see something. So right. just wanted to say that. But okay, that's what. Back to how you know you tired. I'm tired. Lish, you tired too? I'm tired too. <laughs> all tired. I need a vacation. Like, tired. <laughs> I need a real vacation too. Ah uh, yes. You know what? We should go back to Mexico. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm in May. May we had I have like a three week gap between classes. I want to go somewhere. I just want to lay on a beach and have a French 75 and ignore everything. And a Grand Marnier uh, margarita. <laughs> yes, that. I that. need the same vacation we had in September. Yes, <laughs> with the Cabo. A repeat of that will be great. That's what I need. So we'll talk about that. Hopefully we can find something to do together. But if not, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> go somewhere in my dang self. Uh, what's new? Oh, we're purchasing a house in Texas. Ooh. Our next area. Did y'all already <laughs> find a home? Mm-hmm. Closing is on the 10th. Of this? Oh, okay. Oh, my oh, God. March. 10th of March. Congratulations. So we're, we're praying nothing else, you know, nothing pops up or happens. Because, you know, how buying a house can go. Right. <laughs> so, right. Wait, as long as everything is in order, we'll be good. How difficult so, has it been? Because y'all both are in two different states and purchasing a house in another state. That just seems like a lot. Girl, first of all, the market there is ridiculous. So they might post the house and it'll be gone in a few hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it was literally every morning, as soon as we wake up, let's look and see what's posted and email the realtor. Let's go see. So we hadn't seen this house physically. But what she did is she would tour it FaceTime with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we say. And every time it pretty much looks like the pictures. So okay. there's no problem there. 
but yeah, it was it wasn't as hard as I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be a lot worse, to be honest. Oh, that just seems so scary. Like, yeah, she made it seamless. We had the inspection. They said nothing was wrong with the house. It did look like the pictures. Is it a new house. construction or an older home? Mm-mm. It's not a new construction. Uh, I'd rather look up what year, but it's not super old, not super new type thing. Probably okay. built within the last twenty years. Okay, got you. Mm-hmm. Also, also was a hot market. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I, I don't know. I wanted to say because it was military town, but I, yeah. I, I don't know to be honest why it was that so good. But that was good for us because when we leave, we're gonna sell house, right? So hopefully, it sells just as fast as we snatch it up because our house yeah. was only on there for like a day. Mm-hmm. What? That's like yeah. the Hunger Games. It was. Oh gosh, it, it was. So if y'all closing at the beginning of March, when well when is Royal moving in? He leaves his classes March nineteenth. Oh, okay. So he'll be moving in like that following week. Gotcha. And then I won't be for some months after. <laughs> okay, because it's cool. Yeah, because it's cool. As soon as I finish school, I'm gone. Oh my god! I can't wait to finish school. Second of life, I mean. But anyways, good to get you. We're gonna go ahead and move into the topic and talk about ladies, because it's Women's History Month. That yeah, it just started yesterday, technically. The whole month of March. Yeah. So. March got here so fast. I know February felt like a two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here we are. Meanwhile, January was like three months. Yeah. Right. I think this happens every year that we go through this time spell of change. When does time go back or forward? Is it this month? Or I have month? no idea. Anyway, we're going to figure that out. <laughs> but we're talking about ladies. I'm proud to be a woman. I, I'm sure you guys are too. <laughs> so, I don't never want to be a man. They got to like build stuff. And <laughs> I got to build stuff. Now that's getting into gender roles. Women build stuff too. But I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I know that. But what I'm saying as a man, it's expected of you. And I don't want those expectations. That's what I'm saying. Well, now there's some moments where I wish I was a man. I ain't going to talk about a podcast, but <laughs> not like that. But like, I know. Yeah, there's just some moments where I'm just like, it'd be so much easier if I was a dude right now. Like if I were a boy type I mean, a lot yeah. of it would be easier. Men rule the world, unfortunately, even though they don't do it well. <laughs> so, so. No, who run the world, girl? girl. <laughs> turn on Beyonce, get their empowerment going. So let's start with the question: Like, how do y'all define womanhood in general? I feel like that definition of like womanhood is unique to like each individual of like you know what you believe and how you carry yourself. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. for me. I know, I had a hard time trying to come up with like how I describe like my womanhood. I'm not even gonna lie to you, because so many things were running through my head. But that's the thing, and that falls into my definition. Womanhood is being a woman, period, and all right. that comes yeah. with that. And for each woman, that's different. For some, it's motherhood. For some, it's not. For right. some, it's staying at home, take care of the house. For some, it's not. So it just really depends on um, where you fall in that. And all that we deal with as women. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like we're more complex mm-hmm. to me. I it's feel just like the manhood, feminine energy. Yeah, I feel like manhood could be defined. 
in a much simpler way. But we're so complex and so diverse and so unique and we embrace so many facets of life that I think it's hard to pinpoint exactly what womanhood is. I agree. And just all the things that we can do. Your 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 truth, your your feminine truth. Or masculine truth. You know, some women feel more masculine, you know, but they still identify as women, so that's all good. Yeah. Alright. You you disagree or agree, Alicia? Yeah, I agree. And I think it's like we're sensitive, we're strong. Like you said, we're complex. I think we have the ability to adapt to so many different situations. Like mm-hmm. our body is constantly changed. Like the things that our body does that a man's doesn't like. <sighs> Women are just so powerful. Right. We are. Like, bro, we can birth children. Like that's something in itself. A whole body. And she like a whole, whole body. <laughs> thing <laughs> coming out of you. Like, wow. And then, yeah. We are creators. Right. Exactly. We are creators. We give birth. Okay. We are visionaries. We give life. The world would not keep revolving if it weren't for women. And that's just my opinion. That's the truth. I mean, it's <laughs> a fact. Right. <laughs> we got the logic. Y'all can have oh. test babies all you want, but they ain't gonna come out right. And then some mirror had a little lamb. <laughs> 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 so I'm gonna ask y'all this then. So if y'all can have dinner, lunch, a meal, whatever, with three influential women, who would y'all choose and why? I'm gonna say, and I, I thought, I'm thinking about this. I was like, that's a hard one because there are so many women I wanna meet. But I'm gonna go with Rihanna, I said Issa Rae, cool. and Michelle Obama. Okay, why Rihanna? <laughs> people, because that's my boo, and I love her. That's what I said. Same as that's, that's one reason, and two, like the way she has changed her brand and her mm-hmm. business, like phenomenal. I would have so many questions just on that aspect too. But she, she's doing it, doing that. Yeah, she has evolved a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has definitely evolved um, far beyond the artist. I was joking with my cousin yesterday. Well, when her I made a post on her birthday, and um, my cousin had messaged me. It was like, "Um, I'm happy birthday to her, but you know, when, when's the album coming?" I'm like, "We probably would never hear her sing again." <laughs> we doing other things now. You can tell that music wasn't her passion. She liked it, but it didn't seem like that's just what it she was a stepping did. stone to other things that she wanted to do. Right. Right. I just didn't see that, so I don't know whoever here or see. Album. And you saw that Fenty Beauty was is like worth now a billion, a billion dollar mm-hmm. brand now. I was like, yeah. you go ahead, sis. I was like, like yes, black girl magic. About, yeah, her lingerie and all that that's coming up too. Yeah. So. and that's like yeah, man, powerful. But I said the same thing too, Brittany. She was on my list as well for those same exact reasons. Who else is on your list? Issa Rae too, and uh. Oh. And what I said, like, the reason why she's on my list, like, she started out on YouTube from, like, her awkward Black girl series, just being herself, into now, like, having her own show on HBO and helping other women with their projects. And just to see, like, a Black woman who is in, like, racially ambiguous and, like, has, have her natural hair and, like, being herself and releasing content that, like, so many people can relate to. I'm like, bruh, Issa Rae is that girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your third person? 
I had uh Serena Williams on there too. Oh, oh yeah, Serena Williams. That's a good one. I was like, can I just get like your diet and your workout? Cause sis, you is bro, Serena, her body is gold. She has always been gold to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is. I remember just watching her and her sister a lot with my grandma. When I was little, like watching their tennis matches all the time. Did y'all did y'all hear like last month when she played and lost to um what's the girl name? That white girl. Yeah, I know you no, talking about. White. She's um I think she's black and Asian. What is her name? Oh Oyoki? Is that girl, her girl don't give me a line? <laughs> Anywho, oh. she lost because she had played her before. Yeah. And, I didn't know she recently played her again. Yeah, she played and she lost. Serena was crying like she lost. But what she fails to real, I don't think she failed to realize. I think in that moment, she just so competitive, you know, lose to this kid who, but that's her legacy. That was, that was crazy to me. I'm pretty sure that girl idolized Serena. Naomi, that's it. Naomi Osaka. There you go. You said Osaka? Osaka. Yeah. Oh, S A K A. Yeah. I think she and she's beat her before too, though, because I remember that. Yeah. Like, but it was like a she didn't win the whole game. I think she won a match or two with her. If I, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Listen. Well, she got the trophy. It was before she had got the trophy. But my thing is, I'm like Serena. You have already proven that you are a legend. Right. You have nothing else to prove to anybody. You know, everything now she's doing is for herself, which is cool. But it's like. Girl, you have got the accolades. You are going down in history. You are an idol, like mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when she was doing all that winning while pregnant. Okay, right. girl, bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. she she she's legendary for sure. So looking forward to see the next generation of players and and inspirational women that come about to inspire the next little girls for the sure. Yeah, I know because she inspired me for a minute when I was little. I thought I was gonna be. You on the tennis court playing and stuff, but then girl, me too. <laughs> I tried to go into practice, and I was like, I don't know, mama. <laughs> I gotta do this every day. Never truly picked up on like we used to play for fun, but like concentrating on this little ball and running to make sure I hit. I I don't think my hand eye coordination was that um <laughs> to get it for that. Right, that's a lot of coordination. It's so much coordination, so many fundamentals. And I was like, oh, oh no, now. That and plus you will get tired quick. That yes, you get tired so too quick. On that little bitty court, uh-uh. Right. <laughs> and then like the coach my mama had, I swear that man was like in his 60s. That man was running circles around us. He's like, come on now, pick up the pace, pick up the pace. I'm like, bro, you've been doing this for years. I can't do this. <laughs> Heck, y'all. Alicia, who y'all three women? Um, I would say Oprah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, look, there's so many. Janet Jackson. Oh, that's a good one. And Sierra. Ooh. Of course. Sierra. I already know why I was Sierra, but yeah. what about the other two? <laughs> So, just the dynamic of, like, her story, what she has done, you know, for the Black community, what she, like, she's just a legend herself. Just, I would just love to hear, like, hear her life story 
hear how she has like moved from you know from TV show host to getting these like Weight Watchers deal to having her own network, just like how she did all of that and just the different things she's encountered to hear her stories of who she met and how they were, you know, like how she interviews people. Like I would want to like interview her like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, Oprah though. I'm also intimidated to interview Oprah. (laughs) I'll be intimidated too. I'll be like, oh. Has anybody ever truly interviewed Oprah besides Gail? Probably not. I'm trying to Probably not. Oprah would be like, okay, here, here are the questions. Right, that would be the only. Thing. These are the only things we're talking about, okay? and this is how you should ask them. <laughs> Let you this know, question flow into this one. I'd be like, you know what? You you just do your own interview. <laughs> you know, I'm nervous. Just read the questions and answer. How about that? Right, right. You do. I'm just sitting here smiling like an idiot. <laughs> Why <are> you answering? <laughs> so I have another question for you guys. So like. What women in any industry do you feel like doesn't get enough recon- get the recognition that she deserves? So many. <laughs> like we're, probably in every industry there's at least thousands of women that don't. Um I'm gonna start with Taraji. She is dope. I had her on my list too. On so many levels and I think people just focus on solely on like the role she plays, mm-hmm. like different type. Well, most people argue and say she plays the same type of person every time she does something. No, she does. Which did I don't you- really agree, but I think she she is more authentic with the roles that she's casted for. One, but two, outside of that, people don't talk about how she created a whole nonprofit to uh, advocate for mental health for the black community. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. She named it after her father. I mean, not. Butcher, let me look it up. Yeah, the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. So her father suffered from some mental illness after being in the military, the war went over. And she started a foundation for that to kind of kill the stigma of saying, I'm weak because I'm going to therapy. Because you know, in our community, that's a that's a thing. People think something wrong with you, you're crazy, Mm -hmm. or it's a sign of weakness. So People don't go. They just suck it in and hold it up. You think you should just go to church and you're done. Right. Or I'm going to just pray on it when you can pray. Absolutely. But sometimes that ain't enough. (laughs) Sometimes it's not enough. So that for one. And she started her um, hair care line recently too. I bought some of her stuff before. Mm -hmm. And people don't talk about it. I'm like, get this lady her flowers while she's here. (laughs) I agree. She was on my list too, because I actually said like I want to see like more black women actresses getting like their flowers and getting more recognition mm-hmm. and getting like casted in bigger budget films. So I was saying like Megan Good, Kimberly Lee's, like the Regina Halls and everything. Like they get casted in things, but I don't feel like it's like the major motion pictures and like they're really good actresses and yeah. they get passed up. Well, speaking of actresses, mm-hmm. I think. Octavia Spencer is so underrated because she can play play different roles. And dang, what was something? She was just recently in some movie I watched. I can't think of it. And it was just a role I would have never like imagined her playing. And she played it to a T. You know, like the one Ma, but in that movie Ma. Yeah, she was good in Ma, yeah. Like, I've never just thought about her being in a role like that, but she did it so well. Like, the way she can switch up on her characters and you don't think about her in another movie or another show, you can separate that. I'm like, 
Man, sis is good. Yeah. So another industry, like, like I said, I feel like women are get the short end of the stick no matter what industry they're in. Right. But um, medical industry, lots of influential mm-hmm. doctors, surgeons, or what have you. And I was just looking, random door research, black history, women's history type thing. And I discovered this lady, her name was a uh, doctor, well, is, she's still alive, Dr. Patricia Bath. Um, apparently, she was the first black female doctor to receive a medical patent. And she was the first African-American woman to complete a residency in op- ophthalmology in, in, at NYU. Oh, wow. You know that? So basically, she created um, a tool that is used to treat patients with cataracts with more precision and less pain. And I'm like, I ain't never heard this in my life. Like, yeah. I've never heard of this. But basically, yeah, she invented the, the tool that people use to remove cataracts and restore eyesight for folks. Okay, black girl magic. Right. I was like, okay. <laughs> why why hasn't anybody said any of this? Because she's sure black and she's a woman. Yeah. We could probably go on and on and on just looking at different arenas of business and scopes of things that women have contributed and just got Oh yeah, they did that. Kind of looked over, glazed over. But um, yeah, those those were my two that I'm gonna stick with. Mm. Mm, what? <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, and then there's this woman, um, Marvina Robinson, and I think her brand is B Stuyvesant. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But I think she's like one of the first few like. Black women-owned champagnes, and she's based out of Ooh, Brooklyn. So, and there's a lot of Black women who are creating their own wine brands and wines, and it's just like they I'm just saying, maybe we should, Alicia. All right, <laughs> I'll invest. <laughs> with Alicia and Bubbles and Boobs. I just gonna do that merger, and when y'all do like a dessert wine, I help on that part with my bacon. You said with your bacon. bacon. So like when y'all do a dessert wine, that's what I'm saying. I help y'all pair that with like like different type of cookies and cakes. You can have your wine. oh bacon. Oh, bacon like pig bacon. Right. No, uh uh-uh. uh, not like that. I ain't never paired it with no wine, girl. Right. <laughs> all right, you could do that. That would be actually pretty dope. Then maybe that's our next business venture. Tell us what you think, listeners. What y'all? We should make some wine. We'll help y'all out. But, okay, that's pretty dope. I did, I did not know that there was. So you said she owns a champagne, mm-hmm. but she created her own champagne. She created her own champagne. Yeah. I didn't know that there were any black-owned brands that in the champagne industry. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she shipped to Georgia because you know, I think she does ship to Georgia. I have to check it out. Her, the thing is, is like you have to get on her list because her champagne sells out. Every oh, time, man. so like you got to get on like the email list to get the notification. Like, what you said, her name was it's B Stuyvesant. Um, that's the that's the actual wine. Her name's Marvina Robinson. It's Stuyvesant S T I. Spell it for the people, let them try it, girl. What, what, what is it? Yeah, I'm trying to get back to it. Um, because I will surely get up on that list. And oh, I see it, you got it. Yeah, it is B dot S T U Y B E S A N T. Wait, oh, her packaging is really cute too. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Girl, I think you said that so wrong. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, no, I know I did. I don't know. Oh, I mean, like, failed it. So it's oh. she, if she's from Brooklyn, she's referencing Bedside. Bedside, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I see the connection now. There you yeah, go. <laughs> step 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 okay. Yeah, I can't say it either, but she's basically representing Bedside. <laughs> okay that's pretty dope well y'all still got the message and that's all that matters right oh girl i be i'm like i ain't french i'm not german these names be throwing me off okay especially with wine because girl i'd be like what is this okay give me that right. i literally have to do youtube and be like how do you pronounce i do that too because <laughs> of my wine class is online but not like a vocal online you know just like reading stuff so i'm like you're not hearing the people pronunciate, you know, these names. Right. Yeah, that's not a thing. And I'm real quick to butcher something. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, if y'all, um, for us, for the bougie and educated, if we ever say something wrong, it's okay to correct us. We, we like to learn, so that's fine. And I know I'm going to butcher something, so. So, some of her stuff is sold out until March. I told you, her stuff is always sold out. <laughs> you have to get, like, on the list. Well, give her her, her, her flowers because clearly sis is killing it. Okay, right. let me let me get on this list. Um, while Lexi's applying for the list, <laughs> all on the list, girl. I'm gonna ask, <laughs> what's the biggest challenges y'all have as a woman in the workplace, and the ones you have, like how you overcome it? Oh, I feel like sometimes just even getting my foot in the door has been challenges. And that's more so you got to add to the fact that I'm black and turn into like certain white spaces and I have to like go above and beyond and give 200% while my white counterparts, they can give like 50 and be completely fine. So like just sometimes even getting like certain interviews, like I won't say the specific company like that I applied for and they overlooked me. They didn't even message me back. And now that they see like all my credentials, and all my other stuff that I have now. Now they're messaging me on LinkedIn. I'm just like, you too late. <laughs> yeah, too late. You couldn't even respect me enough to email me back and reach back out to me. But now, oh, hi. Would you like a position now? No, no, thank you. You couldn't appreciate me the first time. Like, I'll take it if y'all gonna pay me triple what I asked for. <laughs> exactly. You can do that. You can do it that way. Mm. Um... Where do I begin? <laughs> Just period. Where I work, of course, we don't say names. I don't think there are enough women in higher up leadership. Mm-hmm. It kind of stops at like most of the, if, if, if there are female leaders, most of them are at the front line level. Now, when you talk about climbing up to directors, CEOs type thing. That's few and far between. So they're hitting that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely a thing in my job, glass ceiling. Um, but also because that industry is known as a male-dominated industry. It's more specifically a white male-dominated industry. So when you see black women squeezing in these spaces, it's literally like the pink elephant in the room. Like, how she oh. get here? Who is she? Who like, opened the door for you? 
right type thing. And and normally they we we have to jump through different types of hoops to even aspire to get that level of recognition. Um, like you have also seen it as an issue when it comes to like trying to get promoted, move around, do different things. If it's a white space, you may or may not get in. And if you do with this particular company, it's more so like a we think we feel, and when I say we, I mean most black people and women feel like, oh, it, it, you the token black person, or you the one to fit the quota. Mm-hmm. When it's in those mm-hmm. real tight knit <laughs> spaces, right. I get what you're um, Stereotypically, at my with this company, a lot of people of color or ethnic descent, period, are in the lower ranking positions, like the grunt work type stuff. So yeah. That that has always been a challenge, just growth and development and moving on. It's getting better because they've created, you know, different ways to advocate and bring awareness to women being in this space in general. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily specifically women of color, but just women in general first. Step one. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's getting a little bit better. You see a little bit more diversity these days versus when I first started. And that's good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Alicia? Um, I think it's just like being assertive and really having people to hear you. But I will say like in my workplace, there's a lot of women who are in leadership roles, Mm -hmm. but I do find that you hear like, oh, she she mean or you know she a bitch or you know and things like that because you know i mean they they're expert in what they're at so they're not gonna downplay that obviously if they're your supervisor if they're a director hey you gotta get the job done and you already know as a woman they already um sizing you up so you may be you know you may need to be a little bit more direct than usual. I mean, it, right. it is what it is. I think, um, honestly, being in leadership as a woman, that is what, a skill that I've honed in on the most. Is like being direct and I don't want you to misconstrue anything I said. I don't want right. you to take this as being emotional because it's not. These are the facts. This is what it is. Right. Um, another thing, when you said that, that made me think, another issue I have had, not as much, but it's come up. Men don't like to listen to me women in my no for real when they're like when a woman is in charge you're, you're more likely to see um just this sounds so elementary but behavioral <clears throat> issues with the men in that area because mm-hmm. like a woman don't know what she's talking about this isn't her industry i've been doing this longer that type of thing and some of it is cultural like we have some men in there that are straight up sexist and feel like women should be telling me what to do and we've had to break that down. Like, okay, I, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you work here. And this is who's in charge. So this is who you're going to listen to. Chuck, that either you or get the stepping. That's your two options. Right. I'm like, how do you think you got this job? How do you think you got here? Exactly. Somebody had to say yes. This is not the 1950s anymore. Okay? No, it's not. This is not a male-dominated thing. Adjust. It's sad to say, though, those issues that have occurred with men not wanting to listen to women, they're normally some brothers. Oh. That's, that's the sad part. Dang, I thought it was the Chucks and Chads. Mm-mm, no. But it's like, 
brothers from like those, I won't even say misogynistic cultures, but like cultures where they feel like the man should always be in charge of everything. Got you. Mm -hmm. So like if they were Muslim, uh uh-uh, girl, (laughs) you tell me to do what? (laughs) That goes over their head type thing. Like, or some of my African employees. They catch an attitude the moment you tell them what to do. I'd be like, well, if you think you you supposed to be in charge, then why are you here? Exactly. You working for somebody. Ooh. Ooh. No, well, what I said was, if you think you could do my job better, go ahead and apply. Exactly. We'll see how so, far you can get. Regardless of what I asked you to do. You or if you thought you could do the job so well, you probably would have been offered a different position, but clearly, here you are. <laughs> my, my go-to statement is, <laughs> You can do it voluntarily because I asked, or we can go in office and talk about it. Which one? <laughs> pick, you pick. Because it's nothing to me. I don't waste time arguing with folks. I, I asked you to do something. It wasn't unsafe. <laughs> Please do it. Especially in the middle of a panini press. You know how many people need jobs and you want to. Panini press. <laughs> First, I was like, a what? <laughs> but I've been doing that too. I it threw my friend off. I, I called it a Panda Express, and she was like, <laughs> "I haven't heard that one." I don't understand. Y'all, we're talking about a pandemic. In case that went over some of y'all. <laughs> Listen, you got to find a little humor in this because we're coming up on our anniversary of this. Oh my gosh, we are. Well, I mean, we kind of already have. It was like. I feel like it was like mid-February, like when the first cases. It wasn't like widely known. You know what? It was because I remember we had went out somewhere. Me, first cases were me, actually that. And mm-hmm. then like the week after that, I think that's when it got shut down. It was like towards the end of February we went out and then said, like, uh-huh, stay at home. She said anniversary. I'm thinking it's almost a year since we started this podcast, yeah. Oh, wow. It is. <laughs> We started oh, in April. April. Yeah, because well, I remember we started working on it. Yeah, let me say that. Yeah, because I remember it was our photo shoot, then everything shut down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. That was the last. Well, that was the like the last outside yeah. without mask, right? Yeah. Without mask, yeah, we went to yeah, <laughs> breathe the natural air. But now here we are. Because uh, even when we went, we were kind of concerned. Like they were cleaning stuff with bleach. And hardly nobody was in the building. It yeah. was just <laughs> that was the beginning of it. Now Atlanta's showing out. I ain't got no no words for them. Technically, we ain't really never been shut down. We the only city. That's why everybody wanna host their events here, because they know Atlanta's not close. I'm scared, okay. Right. <laughs> so misconceptions of black women. Ooh. What do y'all think? She said, oh. <laughs> it's always we're angry, we're mad, we're loud, we're ghetto, we baby mamas. Like, there's more to us than that. Like, and I hear people say that all the time, especially on social media. Yeah, black women are so this, black women are this and that. Like, first of all, we the blueprint. Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> Period. And that's Everybody. what makes people laugh. Everybody wants to be us and wants to be like us. They, no, just don't want the, they just don't want the skin tone. 
No, they want the skin tone too. They just don't want to walk and live the life as a black person because they love black culture. They love the women want to be black, the skin to the lips to the butt to the weave, right to the weave to the way we talk. Yep, the way we talk. Literally everything. We are the blueprint for everything. I just find it fascinating, like how a whole culture of people can bite off of another culture of people and not acknowledge it for what it is. And then the fact is like, okay, you like these things about us, but you don't like us. Mm -hmm. That don't add up. It's not bad. Do you hate me because you want to be me? Is that it? That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. You want my flavor. You want my seasoning. But all you got is salt and pepper. Oh. No. Not salt and pepper. That's it. Bland. Oregano. Bland. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, no. Well, I agree with you. Those are definitely misconceptions. All... First of all, let me say this. All black people are not the same. At all. That's that's number one. All of us are not the same. There are some who are, indeed, and in fact, ghetto, ignorant, <laughs> belligerent, <laughs> you know, all of that. But that does not apply. And that you can say that about any race. Exactly. You all have that 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 <laughs> the group of people that just don't have no sense or no class. No matter if you're mm-hmm. black, white, Asian. Right. It don't matter. They exist. Exactly. That's first things first. Second, all women aren't the same and all black women aren't the same. We're very, very diverse. So I agree. I hate the stereotypes. Oh, she, the moment you get mad, now you're an angry black woman. Did you question why I'm mad? You'd probably be mad too. (laughs) But this quote unquote angry black woman, she's the one getting stuff done. Mm. We doing all the work. Okay, our quote-unquote anger is helping you. And we got a right to be angry. Like, all the stuff that be happening to us, we are a right to have that emotion. We're allowed to be mad. We're allowed to be upset without it just becoming, like, a negative stereotype. Like, everybody, every other woman, every other woman's race, they get to have that anger and be mad. Then they get caught up, oh, it's okay. But us, she's always mad. Like, bro. I just find it interesting how Latina women are spicy too. Oh yeah, it's but it's cute, right? Oh, <laughs> it's, no, it's sexy. Oh, I love me a spicy Latina woman, but us, we yeah, nagging now. <laughs> but one thing I love about black women, a black woman's gonna figure it out. A black woman gonna get it done. Oh. No matter what's thrown their way, no matter what little resources we have, black women will find a way. We've always had to. That's the thing, though. Another thing I don't like is that that men think that all black women want to be, like, don't need them or we feel that independent to where they're they're insignificant. That's not true. At all. It's not true either. No matter how independent I am, I still... We need we need men. We need you know black men. We need in our lives in general, not just from. I'm not speaking just from a romantic standpoint. I mean in general. Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You need fathers. You need uncles. You need grandparents. You need male friends. You need yep. what you know. 
just to have balance and perspective in life. So I don't I like agree. that one either. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other ones. There's so many. It's like, where do you begin? Right. Uh, I don't mm. So, what significance do you think Kamala Harris being vice president has to you? <laughs> or does she bring significance to you? Is that a powerful thing to you? Lexi's face. <laughs> I mean, she ain't did nothing significant for me to where I'm just like, oh, Kamala. I'm just like, oh, okay. Because I'm just like her history as the attorney general. Like, things that Look. she did that I don't approve of. So I'm just like, you have won me over with nothing, ma'am. That's how I feel. I do. The significance there is obviously she's the first woman of color in the White House. Right. So that's huge. Um, just like when a Obama won, that just opened the door to say, like, um, we in you this can. place, we here. Right. <laughs> we can be here. Right. So that's that that is significant. But as far as like idolizing her and you know how people are, nah, fam. Like like she said, <laughs> your your character is questionable, ma'am. All right, I, don't I mean exactly know your intentions yet, so I'm waiting. Me either, because you know politicians they be lying, and she they lie, they lie. and she was a popo, and they be lying too. So I'm just like everybody be lying, exactly. But you put them two things. I could never be in politics. First, I don't want you go in my background. Okay. All this kind of stuff. No, true. Nowadays, you ain't got to be a politician. You just famous. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> they pulled right. her up in 2012. In the third grade, Alicia said, <laughs> right. "Let me who you talk to." <laughs> Can I evolve and grow as a person down? Listen, they be done found my tag page from like. <laughs> but yeah, no. Other than that, no real significance. Like, shout out to her doing yeah. it, making it there. But right. Yeah, that's all I got. Congratulations for me. Michelle was more influential. <laughs> she's a nice lady, Kamala. <laughs> Kamala. And she's a dress. As we saw. I like how her hair has body in it, you know, when she moves. <laughs> what? That's, that's a compliment. Her hair. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. I'm done, but you, you bring a point. Um, I think, I can't even say I think her hair has body in it because of the people around her. But <laughs> What do you mean? And I'm not being funny. Because people joke and say, like, she ain't really black. Yeah, and I hear that um, a lot. Too. Oh, oh, oh. So, and you know, when we had African American women who, how I'm trying to verbalize this in the safest way without people, <laughs> without people jumping down my throat, right? Because you know, they're gonna come back and be like, Brittany, on this episode, when she had the podcast, let me let me just this. this way when we have black women who aren't as urban as mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> there is a, a stigma and a stereotype to say that hair always fucked up. <laughs> so, <laughs> there is, you know, people say that. <laughs> I got a black person tell them, "Girl, don't use that on your hair," or <laughs> "This don't look good on you." <laughs> this for, but she basically you can tell which parent is which. She has nice hair. You're right. She do. Yeah, it'd be cute. Everybody has nice hair. I mean, well, like. I want to talk about. Like, I'm just saying, if you style cute, well, yes, yeah, that's that's that was my compliment. If you style cute, well, I would hope 
so you vice president. You better not Girl, out here looking crazy. Um, look at the mayor of Chicago. She be looking crazy every other week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> From fashion to vice president, mayor of Chicago. Don't I'm matter. You're a, you a public I'm figure. You're a public figure. You're it don't matter. Listen, she asked for something like significant, and I was trying to be positive. So about oh. Kamala, the significant. Oh, yeah. I was trying to be positive. There we go. That's what. Just put it out there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is she significant to you, Alicia? How do you feel about it? It's just you know, I agree to see a woman of color as vice president. That's powerful. And that's it. <laughs> and that's on that. Mama, and that's on that. That's that on that. <laughs> but we'll give her a shout out for Black History and Women's History. Because <laughs> she did indeed uh, contribute to Black History. So. And women's now, history. it can be a little more significant if she figure out how she's going to get rid of these student loans. Then she's going to be significant to me. Come on. Pass the $10,000. Get okay. the $10,000. You do that, and then maybe we can see a little eye to eye, just just a little bit. I don't think they're gonna do it. Did you see? What oh, I don't think they are either. They're gonna do ten ten thousand. They're not gonna pass. They already said they're not gonna do the fifty thousand, which I think is, I think that's extreme too. Fifty thousand. That's a lot. But I, I, can do it. I, I never. I can do ten. They would be able to do it anyway, but I'm happy with anything. I, listen. Beggars can't be choosers. If you gonna knock something off, I'm gonna be very grateful and appreciative. Okay, cause them loans ain't no joke. And at a certain point, and at a certain point, they could have charged it to the game. Cause vacation, student loans. They don't care. I'd rather live my best life than worry about like you should never gave me that loan at eighteen. I was immature. That was on you. Man. <laughs> that is not the excuse we gonna use. <laughs> but anywho, that was a wonderful conversation, ladies. About mm-hmm. ladies. <laughs> so Miss so, Lady to five this month and Woo World and all that. Around the world. <laughs> Um, so we're gonna go ahead and do the affirmation, and of course, it's gonna be tied to women and womanhood. So, ladies, this week I want you to focus on saying, "I love myself, I respect myself, and I accept myself exactly as I am." Okay, I love myself, I respect myself, and I accept myself exactly as I am. I like that one. You know, it's okay to evolve. You may not be happy exactly where you are right now, but love where you're at. And then progress and move forward. That's what's going to give you this week. So sip on that for this week. And I hope it, it serves you well. Yeah. That's it. I got to know. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at MOMW underscore podcast. And write in your letters. If you want advice, you got suggestions for topics, please write us in. Y'all ain't heard no letter the past how many episodes? Why have we got none? Y'all been slacking. I need y'all to write in. I don't know if the end of the year caught y'all off guard or something. We accept all letters. We're not picky, okay? 
Well, there you go. So write those letters in at monw.pod at gmail.com. All right. Well, that's it. We'll see y'all later. Well, we got the next. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Memoirs of Millennial Women Podcast. Don't forget, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.